Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And this is our guest. Taiwo Omishoro. Uh, Taiwo, tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So my name is Taiwo Omishoro. I am a app developer from Southeast London. I've been working with apps for about the last eight to nine years. Um, always been interested in computers ever since a really young age together with my twin brother. We've always been kind of tinkering around with computers. He's been super artistic. I've been kind of the one programming. So we kind of make a really good team. Um, but within apps specifically, um, I always think of the ideas and implement the codes to actually bring these ideas to life. I've made six apps by myself. I've made an app working with a different company, most of the apps on iOS, but I've also built apps for Android as well. Great. Yeah, because I was going to say, because like when we did the prep for this, Marlon sent me over a load of like oh, list cool. of games and I've got an Android and I was like, can't find any of them. Yeah, <laughs> a, few, a few of them have been delisted. So I need oh, to, yeah. Um, so I think what they do is to help kind of preserve the integrity of the store. They ask developers to make sure that they continuously upload newer versions right. of existing apps. And I just took my eyes off the ball for the Android side of things, um, so they pulled it. I've got all the code ready to kind of re-implement, right. but I think it wouldn't just be a case of me just uploading those onto the Play Store. I think I would have to re-tinker, readjust, kind of make sure that the apps that I made a couple of years ago still work for devices right. today and operating systems today. Is that easy to do or is it sort of like a whole week's worth of headache? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a week's worth of headache. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think I think app development is never, it's never as simple as uh, it seems. There's always kind of bugs and issues, but it's part of the fun. It's one mm. of the reasons that I really like it, the problem solving. Sweet. So um, I don't know if you mentioned in that introduction, but you've just um, had an article with Apple. Yeah. And um, for anybody that's like listening, yeah, as soon as you open Apple store, you just see a picture of um your face right there. And yeah, I was like, I'm actually really proud because um, I, we go way back from you probably about eight years old. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I was like, wow, somebody I know from my from my area from my background is actually doing big things, and so that's what, one of the reasons that I wanted to reach out to you. But yeah, so how did um actually before we get into even all of that, let's go back through. <laughs> how you got into tech really, how yeah. you got into being a developer. Yeah, I wanted to know what your first code was. Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, um, yeah. No, I, I think I think quite fondly about this. Um, and thank you for such a lovely intro. I what made you do it. Um, <laughs> um, I um, probably web. So looking at the early web development, so early to mid nineties, Flash games was probably the mm. first, oh, my first foray into development. Right. And it was just a case of getting a book from the library and coding. And I think I've always had an interest in how things work. So playing PC games or playing Nintendo or Sega games when I was a kid, mm. I'd always be interested in how it actually works. Right. You know, I was always compelled and amazed by these graphics, these sounds, these amazing stories that were on the screen, but how does it actually work? And then I took that to the next stage um, and yeah, kind of just started building websites and 
the ball just started rolling from there, really. Sick. So, like, what do you think of... Um, okay, so what is your favourite game? Like, growing up, favourite childhood game and then yeah. favourite game now? Yeah, I mean, that's a really easy question. It's The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time on the <laughs> Nintendo 64. I, I love that game so much. But more contemporary, I'd probably say Super Smash Brothers Ultimate right. on the Nintendo Switch because... Um, I just play that game so much. It's a great kind of pick up and play game. It's not heavily story driven. It's just kind of like a game that anyone can pick. There's always characters that people can play, you know, something that your family members can play, your little cousin can play. Um, yeah, very accessible, really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, is that kind of what kind of sits behind what you're doing with your, like, what's the kind of ethos behind your games at the moment? Like? Yeah, sure. I, I think for me, one of the most important things before I build a game is to make games that are fun, mm. accessible. It'd be shit if they weren't fun. Yeah. So exactly. I pick it up, it's like, yeah. oh, no, now I'm depressed. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I, I, I always like seeing a smile on someone's face when they, when they play one of my apps. So I think just as a baseline, I like to make things that are fun, engaging, but also things that haven't been done. So even my first game, Spacebots, it's a cross between two arcade games, so Breakout and Arkanoid. Yeah. So, or like for people that might not know those games, like Brick Break, so you have a little paddle. I played and the that balls, one, yeah. Just the balls uh, hit bricks and then you have to try and get rid of it as gets many bricks. Trippy. <laughs> yeah, so I got two games that I really enjoyed and just spun it on its head. So there's a couple of different modes and there's no bricks to break. So it's more about keeping the asteroids in place. So having a base is never a bad thing. So taking an idea from someone else or something that's well established, but I think making it your own. So someone picks it up and it's like, oh, that's that's mm -hmm. the game that Ty made or that's the game that X company has made is always um, something that's uh, really, really cool. Is there like a legal factor in that? Do you have to like, um, I don't know, I know that with music you have to play royalties to somebody yeah. if you use their music. So what what happens when you use somebody's game idea and combine yeah, like, two games? Also, yeah. do you like take the code? Is there some sort of way to find the source code and then you use that source code and then you start playing with that yeah. until it does what you want it to do and then that becomes your game? Is um, that how it works? Most most game developers will have private or closed source material, and there are some game developers who are completely open source, so you can see um, the code behind it. But for me. It's, I, I draw inspiration. I'm not taking the idea. Mm. I think when you draw inspiration it's from a from a legal point of view, um, it's, it's completely okay. Cause like, for example, a game like Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog, they're, they're platformers, you know, mm -hmm. you move a character over obstacles, right. like that can't be copywritten, but how do you take that concept of a platformer and make it fun? And the same with like a driving game or a shooting game or a, uh, puzzle game all different categories you know tetris has been you know cloned so many times right. but how do you take that formula and make it unique so it's sort of like um what they did with um you know when temple run became like a big thing and then yeah. now there's all sorts of different running games exactly the oh, endless runner scary. Yeah. Oh, the I endless runner. yeah <laughs> i hated it it gave me anxiety I'm sitting there like no 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 halfway through a train and I'm like absolutely jacked <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to go over your background because um the whole being a developer just sounds like an alien concept to me. Mm -hmm. And I just think like how how does somebody get into it? Because I'm obviously reading your Apple article and um it says that you were do a retail buyer and then you taught yourself how to code in your spare time. So 
it'd be interesting to know how what did you do to to get into this yeah i think to be honest we live in a day and age where i truly believe that anyone can be a developer mm. i think patience is a really important trait to have but also um just creativity so if you have an idea there's nothing that can't be created in code if you wanted to build a flight simulator for flights that are currently airborne for a particular airline you could do that you could tap into the api or an applica application programming interface and use that and i think one of the the coolest things about this day and age is how much information there is online to help you get started so if you wanted to become a web developer or mobile developer or a games developer there's so much material online that you can just use for free. When you say online, sorry to interrupt you, um, when you say online, like whereabouts would you recommend that people yeah. actually go looking? Because I mean, like, every, you know, like when people say, oh yeah, it's online, it's like, yeah. it's like saying it's in the country. So yeah, like, yeah, no, you know, no, like, no, no. It's like, where's London? Fuck no, it's somewhere in England. Like, in the, <laughs> in the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Sit there with a the librarian, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know. We have several sections. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's a great, that's a great question. I think Stack Overflow if you have any problems with your code is a great website, but Free Code Camp is a brilliant website for people who want to get into code and don't really know where to start because they have loads of tutorials, but also they break it down into really digestible chunks to kind of get concepts that might be very foreign and very confusing and um, puzzling, but in a way that is very easy to understand. For example, there's a concept within programming of arrays and an array is a collection of information. So I might have an array of Beatles songs and it might be from the album, Please Please Me. So it's a collection of data. So every song from the album could be in this array. In my head, the way that I learned about arrays was like a filing cabinet. So you pull out a filing cabinet and you've got lots of information within the filing cabinet. So it's a way of breaking down something that's actually quite complicated into a digestible way that people can understand. So Free Code Camp is a great resource into getting to programming. But I think one of the biggest things is just to have fun. like when you take the seriousness out of it and you're just building stuff that you enjoy or taking code that someone else has made and just changing it that's the best way to learn i think the way that i learn is just by building stuff a lot of people get um distracted or um what's what's the word that i'm looking for um i guess caught up in building a perfect product when at the end of the day you're doing this for you you're just mm -hmm. building something that you want to enjoy building and when you do that it doesn't even seem like you're working you're just building something that you enjoy and you're having fun while doing it i think it's a really good way to approach anything that you could end up successful because I, mean, I know that you know like, as long as that interest it remains there otherwise it becomes like a chore and it's exactly like, 100%, it's exhausting 100 percent. as opposed to sort of yeah and it's a bit like having a kid and it's like you know like 
Actually, no, it's not. It's nothing like having a kid. I'm going to shut up. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, I wanted to ask you, because you said before um, about your brother. I don't know if you said it on the record, but... Um, on the record. Oof, look at us. We're the FBI. <laughs> um, you know, like, um, but no, you said before that your brother's a graphic designer. Um, yeah. Does he do your graphic work for you? Or do you work with him to do that and then give him a little kickback, maybe a few pints? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, so like Pay him in pints. That's how I pay my brother. Um, <laughs> he, he is an extremely talented artist. And I think I can draw a rough sketch of a character or a concept and he just puts like a master stroke on it so space bots i had this idea for these cute chubby little robot characters and he took this idea and just perfected it so it works really really well as a creative effort and creative team that i can program these ideas and i can come up with the rough concepts but he just adds that finishing touch to it. Yeah. So what he so he's responsible for like the, all the formatting around it and sort of how it looks. Like yeah. The visualizations, obviously, and then you've got the code behind. Yeah, it. exactly. Sounds like the harder part. Yeah. No, like, definitely. You know, I mean, like, I've it's got like, the, ooh, pretty shiny. I've got the I've got the short straw. I've got the short straw. How long does it take you to develop like a game from sort of the concept where you've got like okay, yeah, I mean, for example, I know that um, the space bots one where it's where you sort of match two and then you hit the other one. Because I, I mean, like, that one's idiot proof because I've just played it now. Um, and I, I couldn't, I didn't get it at first. And yeah, Martin's I, like, I, Yeah, I, you're not supposed to. I was like, Why does it keep breaking? I'll be honest, I didn't get it at first. And then yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say idiot proof, but then both of us have just confessed the fact yeah. that we didn't get it. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, we do not I didn't good. get it at first. Um, yesterday, I was playing we'll it. That bit. I was we'll playing it. it yesterday and I got it. And I was like, Okay. Then I, I showed him today. And uh, I'll be able to tell him like, you have to match all of them together. Yeah. yeah, and then you do the last one, and I was like, I couldn't work out. I kept losing because I refused to read any instructions. <laughs> like, you know, I absolutely refused to. But um, yeah, it's um, oh, it's good fun though. It's like I like the fact that your games are quite simple. Mm, um, mm. Do you think simplicity has a driving factor in the way you do it, or is it that you just haven't got to the stage as a developer where you can actually create something as sophisticated as say Assassin's Creed? Yeah, yeah, no, that is a great question. I think oh, simplicity <laughs> is is really key. Like I always kind of think to myself can my parents play mm. this game but also can a small child who maybe has got their first piece of technology that has browsed the app store that might see some of my games can they also enjoy it so that kind of wide spectrum and simple is always just great i mm. think when you have something that you don't have to have a 400 page manual to understand is always great like you said earlier you know why bother with instructions? If you can just get something in your hands and just understand and learn how to play it by playing, that's the best way. Because, yeah, exactly. And you feel an accomplishment by learning how to play it just right. yourself. Yeah. That sounds like good. I mean, yeah, I quite enjoy that concept, I think. Um, <laughs> I think the um, chance of um, is more frustrating, though. Yeah, one yeah, chance. chance. The one with the maths. Oh, yeah, yeah with the maths in it. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Um, like, I, I got to like level 14 and I was like, haha, I've done it. I've done it. It's like, you know, it's like 17 plus 422. And I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, why am I hurting myself like this? It's like, sit, my brother does maths and he was like, I remember one time when he was little, so it's completely irrelevant. Um, one time when he was little, he, would, uh, he the first time he ever got drunk, he woke up. Uh, he woke me up. He was like, absolute floods of tears. And I was like, what's wrong? He goes, I'm stupid. I'm like, why are you stupid? And he's like, he's like, I can't. I don't know the square root of 4,283. <laughs> I was like, oh, you need to. You, we, we're not getting you drunk again. <laughs> anyway, um, moving forward. Yeah, he, he's going to love that game. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to show him it later. So, um, yeah, I just want to double back quickly. So you went from being a retail buyer into, like, 
if this is what you you do you full time in terms of app development, this is what you this no, is, is how you make a living. No, no, I'm actually a solutions engineer. So a solutions engineer is kind of like a cross between a software engineer, right. but also someone who mediates issues with clients, publishers, and customers. So Jesus I work, Christ, yeah, it's quite it's quite full on. It's quite full on. Um, sounds and like, it sounds traumatic. Yeah, it, I I think it's the best of both worlds because I get to design software and amend software and fix problems, but also I have that personal relationship with loads of different people as well. So I think maybe if I was working solely in software development, I wouldn't see that more empathetic side. Um, so I, I, I really enjoy it. And I, I like the fact that I can do all the software app stuff in my spare time because I, I love doing that. So do you sometimes like when you're fixing some, do, I'm assuming that both of them are related to coding. Yeah, yeah. So when you're fixing some code, do you ever like have a little genius, do you have like a little secret file on the side where you're like, I'm stealing that, putting that in there. Is I, that, you know, I, like, I, I, I think that if, if that isn't happening, um, then, you know, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong job. I think I get brainwaves all the time. Like, you know, good. I'm constantly being inspired and looking at the way people, and that's one of the coolest things about software engineering. There's a million and one mm -hmm. ways to solve an issue. Like in one chance, the app, uh, the whole premise is you can only play the app once. And yeah, that's anyway. an issue. Yeah. I fucked uh, up the first time. Uh, I've, I've had many emails <laughs> from people who... How do I play it twice? I've uh, downloaded it and re-downloaded yeah. it. Yeah. And now it's just being a dick. Exactly. <laughs> I've got um, a new profile. <laughs> the amount of emails that I've got about it. But, you know, I, I love I love getting those emails. And that is, a, that is a problem in itself. How do I know that the user has played the app? Right. You know, has... You know, let's say the user isn't connected to the internet. How am I supposed to make a check to a database to see if the user has played the app. So these, you know, and there's a million ways that you can do it. And I, I think that. Um, exactly, yeah. like, you know, there's so many ways to be to approach that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's one of the things that I really like about it. Do you have any like sort of super fans who like email you constantly? So one thing that is really cool, so Spacebots, there is someone who plays it every single day, which I think is wow. just mind mind blowing. Um, and almost like therapeutic, almost. Yeah, I think you know it's really cool that I built something that someone uses every single day. You know, in the sense that you know you have music apps or travel apps that people depend on every single day. I've made a piece of entertainment that someone uses every single day, which is. Um, in my head like mind-boggling are they any good at it yeah yeah got the high score way too good at it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely smashed my score so yeah oh, i bet you're pissed can you not like nip in there and artificially like one up him by like, yeah, one point just yeah. to piss him off I, 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 had, I had thought about that but you know the fact that i've probably played the games thousands of times and someone has just you know taken my score and absolutely decimated it oh uh, yeah it gives you a bit of shame for that yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> beating up my own game literally <laughs> oh that's brilliant um so um, um what i wanted to ask you is how how does one go about um getting an app on the app store how do you do that that is a another brilliant question i think so once you've compiled your application you have done your research to make sure that there's no apps that are similar to it and you thought of a great name that hasn't been taken that's always mm. like a really um important detail to have as well to make sure that that you know that name is available you can upload it onto the app store 
But what happens is there's a review process. So someone actually manually goes through your app to make sure that it's something that they want to put on the app store. So if there was any... It's exhausting doing that. Many yeah, times yeah. Really. And I think they, they review, they manually review thousands of apps every single week. Right, and then is. once that passes, once you've beta tested it, so you've shown it to friends and family, what do you think of this app? Check if there's any bugs. There's no bugs. You've submitted it to either Apple or Google or Windows or Amazon to put on the app store and they have approved it. Then a couple of days later, it's on the app store and anyone from around the world can can download it. So um, is there a different process between different app stores? Because obviously there's the Apple app store, then there's the Play store. And then, yeah. Is it Windows, you said as well? Windows, So yeah. there different processes. that is some more strict than others? Yes, yeah, 100%. So kind of within the within the development community, many people will say that the the Apple App Store is probably the most protective. And I think the quality of apps is really important. As a ecosystem, you don't want poor quality apps to be on the mm. App Store because it harms your brand. Right. And Apple, they manually review every single app while other companies don't. So if you upload an app to the X Store, it's just uploaded straight away. There's no manual review process. So it does change um, platform to platform. Um, and obviously that has an effect on when it can actually be uploaded because some app stores you're able to upload and it's there within 20 minutes. And then some, it will take a couple of days um, for it mm. to be approved. I want you to look that. What was your first app, first of all? What That's one question. I want so to how long does it take to develop compared to your latest one? That is, sorry, <laughs> jumping no, I've been like, yeah. So, you know, like two questions. All right, I need, I need to write one of them down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go first, I'll go first. Go um, what the hell are they saying? <laughs> How long, uh, you said uh, first, first. Um... Yeah, your first app, think back to your first app. Um, first of all, like, what, what was the process like? Uh, second of all, how we, how was the, f uh, the when you got it approved, how did that feel? Yeah, that's a good one, actually. While we, while we, how did that feel? That felt, it, it felt smashed. It felt, <laughs> it felt incredible. So the first app that I ever met, made and built is an app called Spacebot. So we've been talking about it quite, yeah. quite a bit already. And the great thing about Spacebot is it's super simple. So I built this when I was working as a buyer and I had a really long commute. So my commute was three hours every day, hour and a half there, hour and a half back. And I slowly built this app back in 2012 and it was released in 2013, 2014. So, so it took a long time because mm. I was doing it on this commute and it was my first ever app. So I had no idea what I was doing. I, I used to read the newspapers. You're sitting there it's, developing a game. That's exactly. fucking cool. Produ that's production. Yeah. Production. Um, it's like Fifty Shades Grey, which yeah. was writing it on her phone. I you mean, know, you could tell she was fucking writing that thing on her phone. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, no, 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 it's quite right. Um, and I used to go up to other commuters who yeah. obviously I don't want that. anything to do with anyone. And How did you not get them? stabbed with yeah, the, London, with the emails? For anybody, like, hello there, sir, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> uh, to cut you there quickly, for anybody listening across the world, London is probably like New Yorkers. We don't like 
talking to people during our community. We don't like talking to people generally. Anyone makes eye contact with anyone else on the tube, even though it's packed. It's physically impossible to not make eye contact with someone. It's a threat. You automatically. It's a threat, and you respond to it by killing them with with (laughs) kindness. With an evil that will literally melt your mother. Yeah, you automatically (laughs) you automatically assume that you're gonna be killed at that moment. Yeah, honestly. Although the worst ones when you make eye contact with a girl, it's like I'm not a weirdo. I promise. (laughs) So go back Mm. to you now. Like, sorry sorry about that. So yeah, I think it's always a thing like it, I, I felt really nervous I felt really scared but I think one <laughs> of the most stab jacket on it's fine yeah no no I think it's just the case of do you know what this is so random and so so off the cuff that people I think would maybe find it cool yeah so to go back like, from reading the Apple article you like wondering who to test this on exactly and then during your journey you're like Oh, I, I, commute, I commute with the same people every day. Let me just go up and down the the, the tube line and I just ask people what did they you, think of this app. So, how did that go? How, what was the first person's reaction when you went to? Yeah, like what was, and it, also, what was the general reaction? When I take it that it was in the beta version and yes, exactly. So how does first of all, I want to know how does that process work? Is it is that already right. on the app store? Or do you have to have something special to have a the beta version of that? How does that work? Exactly. Yeah. No. Um. So when you're building an application, yeah. you can just deploy that application on your phone. Right. So you connect your your phone to your computer via a cable, and you can just download that beta version onto your phone. Um. And more recently, they have released a couple of over the air solutions. So now you can just send someone a link. But when I was building this app, there wasn't that mm. option. So really idea, so friends would, if friends wanted to test it, they would have to come to uh, me with their phone, and I would have to deploy it. Oh, so there's a link time. now you can send to people. Wait, wait, so like, you were like oh, giving random out. strangers, like getting them to give you their phone. No, no, just, no, no, giving them the link to links. So, I was gonna say, how the hell? I'd never let someone do that. Like. <laughs> Were you giving them your phone? Random guy, give me your phone. I need to add something to it from my phone. Yeah, sure, virus it is. No, you'll find my porn. (laughs) Exactly. So I would I would have to give people my phone. And it it is a lot of trust. And I think No, no. I think most people were just bewildered that I was saying nasty to talk to them. Exactly. First of all, having (laughs) having uh, you know, having a conversation with them in the first place. And then the second thing, once I explain my situation. That I'm building this game. Would you be interested in playing it? I think mm. people were just shocked. No, oh, it's, it's quite a sweet thing, though. It, it, it's a nice, it's a nice question to be asked. It's like yeah. your opinion matters. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's one of the cool things because most of the people that I spoke to, they didn't game on their phone. So mm. the responses that I was getting was like of your average person, your average consumer, not someone who knows how to control a video game, just like some random person who you know could be. Um, you know, Annette who works in financing, you know, who might not game in her spare time or, you know, Jim in, um, you know, sales who is not a gamer, but it gives you a really nice holistic view of what the average person thinks of your application. And what I really thought was uh, really nice was people were really honest. You know, Mm. people were like, it's really confusing. I can't read the text. What am I supposed to do? I don't like the sounds, whatever it Why was. Why can't I eat this? You know, people people <laughs> were very honest. People were really honest and I, would say, yeah, 
how they felt. I just think back to that, and I'm, I don't know how uh, how I'll react if you came up if I didn't know you yesterday and you came up to me like you tried it. Cause how I am in the morning, your phone. I'm, I'd I'm, be like, yeah, go on, then, yes. why not? Oh, let's have a look. I'm, oh my god! I already, <laughs> I'd make a fuss in the middle of the train, just absolutely embarrass you. Just I already, I, I already don't want to be like commuting that time in the morning, and I'm just there. Cause I, I like to be in my own world in the morning. I like to yeah. get in the zone. Did you have I've got my headphones on. I got my headphones on, and then somebody guys I'll oh, try this game, and yeah. I'm like. I'm a polite guy, so I probably, I probably... Yeah, yeah, he I'll just described himself as a polite guy right there, didn't he? What a dick. Yeah. I probably would do it. I probably would do it, but I'd be like, oh, I don't, really don't want to do it. And if I saw you again, the next time I'm like... Me just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's avoiding you, like the tramp that comes along and says, I'm ever so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah that, that, that carriage, um, yeah, very quickly became empty. No, um, people... This little old lady can't yeah. quite get to the door fast yeah. enough. But you know what, though? <laughs> you. You know what, though? It makes, it makes it like a terrific story, though, like... No, and I think, you know, <laughs> when 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 you've exhausted all your friends and family yeah. and you need real... Fresh blood. Yeah. Right. Well, well, yeah, fresh blood. I think that's... Um, just to touch on that with your friends and family, you always have a suspicion that they're just being kind. Of course. So, like, when you go to people who don't know you from nowhere, you struggle to open that. Could you, could you mind? <laughs> that don't know you from... Got a sprained thumb, that's all. Uh, well, it's not sprained. It's actually thumb. quite difficult yeah, to see? open. Uh, this would be the best part of the thing. I bet this gets all the likes. Right, now you know what, fuck it, you're fired. Hand it over. Come on, come on. Right. Come yeah, come on, you have to go, come on. All right, we, we, yeah, we, all right. This is like a five minute break, by the way, lads. Oh, this is really hard. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's like gonna be like a five minute video of us and this is the only bit that's gonna get any traction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that, he's using his ingenuity. That's creative, that yeah. is, all right. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you've got the little bit inside. All right, now you know what, all right, yeah, we've got, we've got cranberry juice. Woo hey! Yeah. Mm, love it, all right, teamwork, lads. Thank you very much, who wants some? Do you want some? I'm good for now. You, guys, you guys loosened it up for me. Yeah, yeah my, exactly. I got my love <laughs> in this plastic. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, let me distract from the point. Um, you got right, yeah. All right, all right, cool. All right, yeah, we'll crack on. Um, so stack over like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you. Um, so moving away from that, like, how do you feel about the whole advertising thing? Like, because I mean, like, you know how like, you go on an app these days, yeah. and all of a sudden there's an advert pop up. I've got one about a to do list. And it just comes up with adverts every five yeah, minutes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Do you find that, is that put on your game without your, sort? do you have any say in that? Yeah, 100%. It... So it's it boils down to there's three ways to get paid within mobile development. So number one is you have a app that is supported by ads. So like the ones, normally they're free and then mm. they're ad supported. And then you've the second one is uh, a subscription-based model. So you pay like... Uh, many music apps, you pay a monthly subscription and then you get access to all content. Or the third one is just a paid app. And then within that, you have in-app purchases. So the app that you're talking about, a described that's really annoying, is a free app, but mm. with video advertisements or banner advertisements. And so the more people that watch that, engage with that, the publisher will get a cut of the profits of that. Um, really annoying, but it lowers the bar of entry because when you stick a price tag on an app, immediately- You're losing you, most people. Yeah you, yeah, you lose a lot of people because it's like, how do I know this app is worth yeah. three pounds, four pounds? I tend to only pay for the apps like, um, maybe like a Rockstar app, like GTA or something. Yeah, like something yeah. I can trust. I've been paying. If it, come, if it comes to like a normal app, I probably wouldn't pay. Yeah. Especially if you don't know what- So what, what if your app- so all of my apps are free and I think um, they will continue to always be free. Mm -hmm. So the, the way that I chose to monetize 
my app is probably the least egregious way. So especially for an app like One Chance, One Chance, a game that you can only play once, you know, the the capacity to make money is very limited because you've already got someone engaged. You've got one chance to get that money. Exactly. So you've got one chance to make that money. So what I chose to do is to go down a tip jar. So if people enjoy the game, they can tip you know, right. a quid or a dollar or whatever. No, roughly. Um, Sorry, don't let me ask. No, 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 it's quite right. Um, what I've been surprised, it kind of fluctuates, but right. what I've been really surprised with is that people, for, people enjoy it and they'll tip, you know, so I've had people tip um, 10 quid. That's decent. Know, $10, um, you know, I've had loads of people tip the smaller amounts, mm. but for a game that you can only play once someone's mm. had enough enjoyment to tip that i think always kind of blows me away so it's really really cool and that, like for me app development is about the enjoyment like there are costs to pay like you have to pay for a developer license oh, you have to pay for really? a computer yeah why so you every... pay to do it i mean yeah. sure, like, if you're, oh, the, the you're the one who's to set you back then because you're yeah. the cash cow in all of this because if you don't provide that you create the product and they're charging you to create that product yeah so that's fucking retarded so so the so the developer licenses on so every single platform you have to pay a fee and that fee covers hosting your application so like the cdn costs um, the payment costs, so all the payments go through a particular provider. So whether that's you know Apple or Google, they process all the payments, so they get some kickback from that. So that is what your developer license goes towards. Um, so so yeah, so that and that is paid either yearly or you can pay like a fee How for a lifetime. So the Apple developer license is seventy pounds. Wait, wait, so you have to pay different. Developer license. Yeah, different platforms. Um, so 70 quid, so that's $100. Yeah, um, $100 a year. Fuck. And the Google Play Store is £20 so you, for one, a lifetime. I guess it's one day. Well, yeah, no wonder everyone's going for Google then. So it's £20 for a lifetime. Oh, that's quite good. But but I guess, so, I guess so it's wait. one of those things that if you're not really that serious about it, you're not just going to jump in and put an app out. Yeah, but you know, would though. If you thought you had a decent app and then you just kind of like lost interest. Yeah, but I mean, if it costs you 70 quid, you're not just going to just upload that. Just the case. But you can, just to, just uh, just so everyone is, is, is aware, for both Google and... Apple and I believe Windows as well. Well, hundred percent on Windows, you can develop apps, test apps for free. So it's only when you want to actually publish it. So if you just want to mess around, you don't have to pay. It's completely. Oh, so free. it's a sandbox, and then yeah. once you get out the sandbox and get to you know like into exactly. the playground, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. So if you uh, uh, if you think, oh, do you know what this app idea has got legs? Then you can pay for a developer license to get mm. it onto the app store. So people can already kind of play with it oh, in the yeah. beta in the sandbox yeah, and you get free. other developers having a laugh with yeah, it and yeah. whatever. Completely Do you not free. worry that your idea is going to be going to get, going to get nicked in that environment? I think for for me, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. If someone, if I saw two charts... Yeah, if they made a lot of money from it, um, you're like, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be bitter. I think I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be humbled. Be, I'll be humbled. taken aback. Humbled, <laughs> a million pounds. You're like, oh, it's okay, so, mate. If I'm I stole your you app it. idea and yeah. I, I became I'm, a billionaire, in journalism, how humbled would you be? And it's what we all do, but it's not the point. <laughs> how humbled would you be if I stole your app and became like I'll a billionaire? Pissed off when someone else takes I'll, my bylines, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be extremely humbled. I'll be. I'll, That's good to know. Anybody out want there? Put that in the public. Anybody out there listening? So if you want to nick anything off somebody who's actually happy to have shit stolen from them, no. Taiwo here is an absolute. 
Why would you? St- <laughs> I, I think one one of the things with me as a developer, I always try and make stuff that other people are not gonna that that people might not necessarily want to make. So, for example, I think a lot of people that get into development, they'll try to make like a social media app or a task manager app or a camera app. And I think for me, why not make an app that asks users one simple question or why not make an app that you can only play once or why not make an app where collectively as a community, we work together for an objective, you know, just things that you might on paper think, oh, that's a bit different. Isn't like that sort of like, sort of, um, what's it called, uh, where you, so when you say as a community, you mean it's in the developer community? Or? No, no. So I'm, I made an application called Cube Sprint, and it's there's two game modes on it, and it's uh, you control a cube and you have to collect other cubes. It was part of my series where I built five games in five days. So I built five games in five days, and then on Twitter, but I they're asked, all like the same game, but with different colours. Um, basically, <laughs> basically, they were all very, very, very. You simple. at the end of it, like fuck everyone. <laughs> very, very, very simple two uh, D games, and I went on Twitter and said to um, the followers, "What game do you like the best?" And um, the public spoke and. Cube Sprint one, and Cube Sprint is just a really simple game where you're cube collecting other cubes, avoiding obstacles. But every time you collect a cube, it goes to a global pot, and once that global pot hits a million, a secret mode is unlocked. Mm. Um, but it's one of those games where um, you know there are some people that play it all the time. But that feat of getting to a million, so you know it could be. 200,000 in North America, 100K in Africa, you know, 37K in South America, you know, half a million in Europe, you know, all of like this collection of people working together to get this secret mode, but the secret mode has has not been unlocked. The game's been out for a couple of years. Uh, (laughs) And you're shitting it as it gets to the 900,000 mark, you're like, fuck, I've got to come up with something clever. It's it's getting closer and closer and closer, but... The the mode is in there. It's a very secret mode, but will we ever Any see hints? it? No. Is no it don't, don't you, uh, the only hint I can give you is collect cubes and you'll find out. Um, I yeah. feel like he's advertising through us now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel manipulated. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, give us a hint. Um, it's something, it's definitely worthwhile. I think so. It kind of turns the application on its head. And I, I really enjoyed building it. If it's it. upside down, mate, you're going to um, lose a lot of people. Yeah. No, you, just to, you just have to turn your phone upside down. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Because I built it... I'm an idiot. <laughs> I built it quite a few years ago. Um, I, I There's bits of it that I just can't remember that I'd have to look back on the code. So I think if I was to wake up tomorrow and a million cubes had been collected, it would be quite a nice little thing for me to reminisce about something that I built a couple of years ago. That's really sweet, actually. Yeah. I like that. And it's like, you know, like, I mean, but where do people collect? I haven't played the game, so I don't really know, but how do people play the game? Like, Yeah, so it's just like, they just play it generally, so you're just- Is it like cube- random cubes in the environment? Is, yeah. like ver- is it a bit like Pokemon Go or is it? No, no, so it's like a very linear environment. And as you, so if you can imagine a cube that's trying to get to the top of the screen, but things are prestigiously being generated, and you have to avoid it. So things are being created off screen that come at you and you have to avoid it. But as you avoid these obstacles, there's also cubes that you can collect 
Um, and little, there's little tiny it's Easter eggs. Good, yeah, um, yeah, super simple. It's kind of yeah. like um, a hark back to um, the the game console, the seventies and the early eighties. So it's completely black and white. Um, yeah, because all was, games have kind of got like that sort of Nintendo feel to it. Yeah, we were talking about Nintendo before, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, you know, you clearly got kind of an inspirational sort of feel from Nintendo because mm. they have that very particular kind of yeah, definitely, you know, like collecting kind of thing. Yeah, but what about sort of um, not to pull from? I mean, so yeah, because you're collecting stuff a bit like I like this. This is like old school, proper old yeah, school games. Yeah. It's like it reminds me of the ones we used to play on PlayStation One as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so like in terms of the sophistication of your games, like, um, and I think we've probably discussed this before, but like. Um, how far as a developer do you feel that you want to go with it? Mm. Like, do you feel like you're kind of happy with this kind of level of games, or do you, you want to kind of like look into sort of creating more sophisticated things? Like, um, I don't know, like the major blockbuster games that we mm. see—is that something you would think about as a career option, or is it something that you know because you're enjoying being a developer mm. now? Um, you know, like, would where was I going with this? Fuck, um, you kind of get where I'm going. Yeah, with, so. yeah, no, hundred percent. I think. I think it would be amazing to pull out a kind of triple A title. So games that may be Nintendo or Sony or Rockstar, Ubisoft, you know, really big game studios would put out. I think the biggest issue is I'm kind of like a one man band. So mm. doing the the sound, the controls, the graphics, the concept, the storyline, the 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 whole kind of end to end piece so from concept to finished product that you can download and enjoy it's really difficult to create these really big worlds because it's just a lack of resource mm. you know in these big studios you might have one person who is specializing and works solely on grass. foliage yeah <laughs> you know, grass like the textures of grass so you know you can't really expect um, you know, a triple A game to be made by one person. But mm -hmm. there are a few examples. I think Stardew Valley is a great example of a, you know, hugely successful, um, fantastic game made by one person. Wow. And another game I is... I bet they were exhausted. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, I lost my wife for this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my yeah. kids don't talk to me no more. <laughs> um, you know, so there, there are examples of like huge games that are made by... Um, you know, independent single developers, but they normally take a number of years and are one hundred percent a full time commitment. So it's that sounds it, quite a lot. Yeah, it would it would definitely be a gamble. And as, possession as well. Yeah, no, definitely a gamble and you would have to be all in. And then, you know, you could get to the end of the line and it might not be profitable. So you you really have to do it because you enjoy it. I mean, I would love to get involved in a big production, but I think at the moment I'm very comfortable and enjoying the kind of indie scene. Yeah. How many how many people? Uh, so you mentioned before you have followers. Like, how many followers do you have at the moment? Um, so oh, and has Black History Month the, the article there has that helped? Has oh, that, have you seen a boost from that? Yeah, definitely. I've, I think um, I mean, that's in terms a question, of I think, but yeah, like you know, like yeah, go on. In terms of numbers, I I really I really don't know. Um, I rarely I rarely post on social media. I think I only really post when I think it's going to be beneficial. Mm. So when I'm talking about up, app updates or if people have um, idea, like if I have a concept and I just want to sound and board, I think it's really, really great for that. But I try to, it's, I think it's a very careful balance and it's just something that I'm learning as well. Um, Was there a spike in your app download once the oh, article came up? Yeah, 100%. I think there was definitely... It was definitely, to be honest, I think, I think one chance is, 
is in the hundreds of thousands of downloads, which is mm, like fucking cool. Which is, which is, <laughs> is that your most successful app? Yeah, yeah, hundreds of thousands, if not, um, you know, in the seven digits mark, you know, which nice. is which is um, mm, pretty cool. Yeah, which you know, in my head, just thinking of how many iPads and iPhones mm. and devices have uh, played that's, that that's is, crazy is, as well because that's just on the apps the yeah Apple app store. exactly yeah, so, so, find this thing. um so it's you know it's not encapsulating the whole of the of the market yeah. so that is it's mind-boggling and i think millions the response, yeah the response that i've got from people people have emailed me and sent me messages and left reviews mm. that have been really positive oh, and yeah it kind of just is like i i built this and this is really really cool but i think the exposure and the article from Apple not only was it really well written, but it really kind of highlighted my my journey and what I'm really trying to get out from app development and game creation that people should more people should get involved. Right. You shouldn't you, people shouldn't really feel like it's something that only X person can do or I'm from this background so I shouldn't be able to do it or you know I'm female and I'm black and I don't see any female black developers you know this isn't something that I can do I think it should be inclusive and when I've worked with children and kids with um, in going into schools and talking about app development they have the most incredible ideas and I think when they know that this is something that I can do, you know, it really kind of changed the landscape. And I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, the exposure from that point of view, if I've inspired one developer to get into app development or a future app developer, then, you know, my job is done um, really yeah. because, you know, I, I, I got into it because I love it and I enjoy it. And, you know, my parents, although skeptical, really encouraged that and you know could see that i really enjoyed it but i know not everyone's in that situation so um all the exposure all the kind of things to kind of get this more out in the open that you can do it is is great yeah that's brilliant so what are you developing now sorry let me jump in oh, no no go ahead go ahead top Level secret top secret no so right, how many moment. how many things let's start with the how many let's <laughs> break, like that yeah. breaking you the people breaking you uh, yeah it's like you heard it here first we're off point at 30. Um, now, spill otherwise we won't let you outside okay, okay, okay. <laughs> marlon get it <laughs> um that is a really really good question what am i working on at the moment so at the moment i'm working on six translations for one chance Cool. If, if there's emails numbers, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <yeah>. It should be <laughs> really It'll take great. you weeks, mate. It's, 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 it's taken me a long time. It's like Chinese numbers, time. they're a nightmare. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of like the first thing that I'm working on. And I'm trying to update all of my older apps. So they all kind of work with the newer phones and stuff mm. like that. And porting stuff onto Android as well. I right. think that's a really, um, really exciting thing to do. But in terms of brand new IPs, I've got a couple of ideas um, in my head that are kind of swirling around. So what are they? So what's an IP? <laughs> um, intellectual property. Oh, so like, right. um, like I guess, space bots and... Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Sorry, Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, probably another app that is not a game. So I've made one app that's not a game. Oh. That is Who Am I? And I think I really enjoyed that. That's so, technically not a game. Yeah, yeah, it's not a I game. I can't. I, I downloaded it like a like, I a, year, like a year ago. I can't 
can't remember how it goes though. Like it's quite yeah, tough. I, like, I tried to use it again this week, but I forget to get the sign up. Again. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna do that right now. But I, I tried it last year. When did you make that one? Um, so I made that in 2018. Were you having like some sort of existential crisis or? Yeah. So I I. <laughs> No, no, no. I think personal there. No, no, no. Yeah, I think that's important. Like, give a breakdown what that what the the non gaming app is. Yeah, is it? yeah. So, um, who am I? Is an app where you download it and you answer a couple of questions. So you you aren't you answer the question what your name is, where you're from, mm. how old you are, and then the most important thing is who are you. So it's a very philosophical app. And one of the things that I really like about it is there is no kind of like email sign up. So in terms of like personal information and your name and your surname and where you live and your age, you know, you can you can you can put your real address, but there's no there's no way of actually contacting you. So there's no messaging, okay. there's no likes, there's no repost, there's no nothing like that. So it's not like your traditional social media. And I was trying to encapsulate like an actual gallery. So going to the National Portrait Gallery and seeing amazing artwork. And then, you know, you might talk to a friend about it. Oh, I saw this amazing piece by Monet and it was really beautiful. And then that's where it kind of ends. You don't need to write a name up there, people can Google you. Yeah. Um, But then that's something that I guess someone's doing on their own own fruition. And, you know, maybe someone's put a fake name, they put... A fake picture or um, whatever, and I think what I was trying to do, or what I am trying to do, is really kind of mix technology and contemporary art together. And the year after the app was made, so in twenty nineteen, I actually had a exhibition, so people could go into a physical space in London um, on Old Kent Road, actually, and view portraits that of people that have used the app and every single day it was a week long every single day the portraits will change so there was like 50 portraits and then every day those portraits will change and people could use the app there and then the next day would see themselves so it was this constantly evolving That's changing cool. um thing um but in terms of like monetization for this app it doesn't make any money and it's a purely like conceptual just an idea that I had and I thought you know it'll be interesting to see what happens so, and sorry, um, sorry, yeah no, 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 I was just going to say that you know thousands of people have used it from over 50 different countries so even wow. seeing what someone who's um, you know 61 from Iran has to say against someone who is 23 who was born and raised in Lagos in Nigeria versus someone from Colombia versus someone from LA versus someone from Sydney or Tokyo or Busan. So it's been really interesting to just see from an international level what people have said. And from in terms of engagement, people download the app and they'll scroll through the gallery and spend five to 10 minutes just reading what people have said. Um, what kind of things do people say that kind of stand out to you the most? I mean, I'm, by the way, um, just because I've not actually used it myself, but I'm seeing that quite a few listeners haven't. Um, and they're probably sitting there frantically trying to find it on their Androids. Mm. You're an idiot who didn't put it on Android. Um, and like, now I'm annoyed because well, I want to play Apple, this. Get, get an iPhone. Like. No, because I can't Don't mug it. yourself off and get an Android. You won't get to use all these apps. That's, that's your fault. We're not publishing on fucking iPad just to yeah. get the numbers. I'm Team Apple. 
Anyway, let's not split the room. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, no, 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 enough, enough. We're Power, I'm on your side, <laughs> guys. I mean, I can, I can definitely punch both people from here. Um, okay, so um, anyway, what I'm trying to say is, with who am I? Um, just to explain the premise, it's like, um, is it that is it just basically you create a profile mm. and say about yourself or yeah. you tell random stories or whatever? Yeah. And then, do you find what's the ones that really stand out for you? Yeah, that's. I think where people talk about. It's, it's really interesting because it's like, what defines you? Is it what you do? Is it the fact that you're a father? Is it the fact that you're a husband? Is it a fact that you're a survivor from X traumatic experience? Or is it just the fact that you're on a constant journey trying to find yourself? Or simply you don't know. And I think all, all, all of them um, really make me, um, yeah, just really think about different life experiences but the things that really kind of stand out to me is when people are just vulnerable people actually just say how they feel um and i guess it's because people feel like they can i mean it's not a hugely popular app it's not like putting your life story on facebook and people mm. can repost it and say oh look at this person or comment on it or anything like that you know the premise is very clear and i think that the fact that no one has downloaded it and trolled on it and you know made mm. something really silly on it mm. kind of just shows the the how genuine the app is and it kind of sets it apart from all the other social media apps yeah i think it's really nice it's so, okay that's so cool. yeah nice. i just wanted to go into like how did the apple article come about and how, mm. first of all how did it come about and the black history month element i'd yeah. like to know about that as well and also what was your feeling like? Do you think it was a troll? What, what did you feel like? And I mean, to be honest, I felt kind of, I felt kind of blown away. As someone who's been making apps for eight years uh, plus, mm. to get the recognition, you know, for this huge company, a company that I admire in so many different ways. In We've got to stop their, kissing Apple's ass here. Their, their, <laughs> I love their, you, Apple. Their, 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 products are, um, their products are really, really intuitive, you know, to reach out and say, hey, we've kind of noticed what you've done. We like your stuff. Would you be interested in being part of this? You know, it's incredible. Like, you know, for me as a, as a black developer, I think one of the things that I've always been really aware of is being the only black person in the room mm. um, and I've been to events, I've been to different places and people have asked me what I do. And, you know, sometimes it's a software engineer and people are taken aback because it's like the prob probably the, the last thing. thing <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably the last thing, you know, they would think that I would, mm. that I would do. So, you know, that, that needs to change. And I think being approached um, to do an article for Black History Month you know, not every company has to do anything yeah. about it. It's not lip service. You know, the fact that you're on a app store that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people will, will see is, is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty big. And people reading your story and feeling inspired and saying, wait a second, this is something that I want to get into. I'm going to, going to look into making apps or making inspiring. games is, is incredible. And I think, reach like the i felt like a whole mixture of emotions i felt i feel really good um but also um this is just the beginning you know i really do think that it really is just the beginning 
was it like a phone call or like an email how did they how did you get in contact so it was it was an it was an email it was an email and then um just a phone conversation just talking about my my history within applications and um you know they've they've seen what i've done they've they play tested it. They played it. Um, it's quite flattering as well. Yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent flattering, and I just couldn't couldn't really <clears> believe <throat> it. Couldn't really believe it. <laughs> you were like, oh my god, I should stop it, writing um, stuff yeah. in this. Was it yeah. just you? <laughs> was it just you? They contacted for about like fifty much, or there was just a bunch of other people? Yeah, as well? yeah. There's some really um, really cool, inspiring people. So, me personally, even before Apple reached out, I've been doing a lot of research into other black. British developers, and that seems to be quite a niche area. There's quite a few in the the states, and I've reached out to other developers. What kind um, of population we're talking? We're talking like sort of five thousand black developers in the UK. Or? No, it's. I mean, it's really hard to. It's really hard to tell. Like I, I, I wouldn't know. But every company that I've, um, you know, kind of engaged with in terms of like diversity and inclusion. It's always been really, really difficult. And that's a that's a conversation, that's a huge conversation, you know, that yeah. is, you know, very, uh, it's very complicated, <clears throat> but I think it's something that's changing um, every single day. And I think through my research, I was like, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot. And through the Apple Black History Month that is currently running throughout the whole of October, I've, but even before this, I've been able to see some incredible work from other developers and other initiatives and organizations. Like I was playing a game built by a mother-daughter um, duo. Um, and it's like a, a game where all the characters are black women. Um, and cool. it was, yeah, it was great. Like, you know, how many, how many game characters are black females like, not not a lot so this this representation of like people um and being highlighted by you know a trillion dollar company is is really important because they set the president and other companies follow um mm. and it's like one small step but you know it compounds and gets bigger and bigger and bigger that's quite cool that's good do you have anything you wanted to add um <clears throat> so when when, the, when this all happened like what, what was your family's reaction Ooh. Yeah, I didn't think of that when I thought. <laughs> what was my family's reaction? Um, can I can imagine. Yeah. It's I, not fair, you've got an edge on this because you know his mum. <laughs> so there's me just like, yeah, what are they like? <laughs> like tell, what, tell me what your mum's like as a person. Um, <laughs> I, I think they were just like, my parents were like extremely proud and they, they told the world uh, about like, you know, everyone in my mom's phone book, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. everyone in my head. imagine. Press you know. send all, yeah, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. What's Honestly. your son doing? <laughs> oh, he's on the couch, is he? Shame. Honestly, like they were, they were blown away and the support from them has been, has been unreal. I think when I told my siblings, um, they were, they, they all, I, I guess. Did your brother ask for a pay rise? Um, he wanted more pints, yeah. He was like, you're going to have to just double everything. Just walk in with a bottle of whiskey, like, yeah, it's all yours, mate, go on. You, you earned it, son, you earned it. And honestly, it was, it, was, it was emotional because it's like this long journey that you have. And I think that's one of the, one of the, the biggest pieces of advice that I could give to anyone is you have to be tenacious, you have to be persistent. Like the the sleepless nights the mm. kind of walking to the shop and thinking oh that's how i fixed that bug and right. you know running back 
to my laptop at four o'clock in the morning to, to fix the boat. at four a.m. I know. I just get hungry when you're when you're when you're delivery COVID. man. It's an app. Ironically, you should probably have known about it. <laughs> but this is this is back in this is back in 2012 before before delivery. Um, the before times. <laughs> what is so then, would you say this is like a nine year journey you was on? Nine, oh, one one. I, I I genuinely believe this was a journey ever since I played the Nintendo Entertainment System oh, wow. when I was about four years old. So it's been an extremely... Yeah, yeah. I remember like, yeah. I remember uh, like um, talking to you as a kid and he's always like talking about you as like different Nintendo games. You had mm. like, I think you had more consoles than me. You only had like what, PlayStation and um, Xbox. And I like, played PS1 and like, PS2 then Xbox. Now, um, yeah, I remember you always telling me about all these um, Nintendo games. Yeah. I never had a Nintendo in my life, so yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, no, my, my video game collection is a little bit out of control, to be honest, because I have... How many you got? I have, on the Nintendo side, I have a NES, a Super Nintendo, a N64, I've got, a few, I've got maybe four N64s. I've got about four. three GameCubes. for? Just, just because if one, one, one breaks, like reload. Yeah, yeah. You could just, you, could, you, you just, yeah. Just in case like, one breaks, you've always if, got a backup. They keep, um, they've kept their value as well. I see oh, them. Yeah, no, yeah, they're done good. The the retro game market is insane, yeah. and the same with the PlayStation. You know, PS one, PS two, mm. PS three, PS four, and all the portables so PS. P, PS Vita, and then the same with um, the Xbox consoles. But even you got like one of everyone. Every yeah, single, how, yeah. How much, how much room in your house does that take? It up? takes up so a, I got, a I large got, amount. I got a random question for you. Not really random, but I mean, if you had to throw out all your game consoles and keep one, what would you Here keep? Here we go. Oh, this is. Oof. I mean, like destroyed. It has to be destroyed. Never, um, never get them again. Yeah, yeah. Would you keep you one of your own just because you're so proud of it? Just be like, it's like, no, it's mine. It's my baby. Uh, <laughs> you're really putting me on the spot. Um, I would have to say... <laughs> Quick, man, I'll get him. Uh, <laughs> the, the GameCube, I think I would keep the, really? the GameCube. And really? Bin, really? And bin the rest. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, the GameCube. You're going to bin a PS5 over yeah. a GameCube. Oh, the GameCube was just fun. Was it that good? Oh, the GameCube was great. shit. Huh? Super Mario Sunshine. I'm going to get told mm. off. Smash Bros. <laughs> LA. You know, you have some absolute, you have has some absolute gems on the, the GameCube. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'd have to keep the the GameCube N sixty four probably in a close second. No seconds, they're Although to be fair, that controller's horrible. Yeah. Like it's oh yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 triple yeah. one, and every time you get excited, you go boom, and stab yourself inside. But three hours, and just go. <laughs> <laughs> tried it, tried it for, tried yeah, why? Why did they do that? Why? Your brother throws that, 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 that mini joystick. Yeah, that's unusable. Yeah, unusable. It's like you know, sit there. It's like carpal tunnel syndrome at the age of twelve. This is bullshit. <laughs> such a such a great console. Such a great console. So many good memories. So many good memories. Yeah, yeah it's true. Actually, I do miss those things. I've played Spyro again recently. Oh, um, the remastered ones. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, my brother sent me Crash Bandicoot. But I've got so Ooh, pissed uh, off there. Crash Bandicoot is my favorite oh, game. It was so difficult. Yeah. It's, it's honestly so hard. So hard. Yeah. I did like two levels. I was, you know, what? fuck this. Honestly, that game. I, I, I don't love even... Crash Bandicoot. I, like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Do... When we were kids, we paid for like. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. Like, now you. Just just get frustrated you can't be the first yeah. one you just throw the controller you're yeah like, i'm like i'm like fuck this i've got to you know <laughs> they, i'm gonna go right now they released they released crash bandicoot the <laughs> app now like but it's like yes we're yeah. sort of like the temple run yeah format. yeah exactly i don't like i don't like it they, uh, just release the game i yeah. want the game yeah exactly. i wish it would oh the yeah same thing with sonic as well they released the like it's like all right a, but i like just release the game yeah how do you feel about dlcs by the way as a developer oh, like, yeah yeah i think um quite conflicted me personally like I'm very, I'm very selective of 
um, games that I will engage with in terms of downloadable content because in my point of view a game should be feature complete yeah. when it's released and like you, you get patches down the line you know there's bugs you fix but to get stuff behind walled content to pay to get X levels I think that's a little bit cheeky yeah. I mean every developer's got you know they, they have to make, make money. money. They gotta yeah. make money. So I understand. And if the quality is great, like if you buy a game and you really enjoy it, and they release some DLC that adds so much value to the game and it's a reasonable price, I'm all for it. But to have an incomplete, incomplete game and then have users paid to unlock for a full game experience, I think mm. that's really, really cheeky. Yeah, so for so those who don't know, what is that? Uh, downloadable content. Sorry, right. I let you explain. Yeah, no, yeah, so listening. downloadable content or within apps, you know, you might see it as in-app purchases. So when you pay with real money to get game items or game content. Um, so you can't go further with the game without paying more money. Well, exactly. Yeah, money. Or it they start, they start off free and then... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, start, the cost it, starts to build up. up yeah. I, there's been stories where like kids have accidentally spent 20 yeah, yeah. grand or something. Yeah. Oh, like in-app purchases. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. in-app purchases. It's called... Uh, that type of game model is called freemium. So it's free to play, but then you have to pay for downloadable content right. in-app purchases to get X amount of gems to allow you to play the game mm. more often. Right. So they kind of, I don't know, because some people might see it as predatory because it's free, you get addicted to it. Mm. And then to keep that addiction, you need to start paying. paying. So I, I think it's a bad. It, what's that game? Is it gem, what's it called again? Uh, oh, Candy uh, Crush. Candy Crush, that's it. <laughs> is, it that, is, it that, is, is it that what they do? Candy Crush, I think they they really nailed it in terms of like you know you can only you can only admire what they've done because it's probably like the number one game that I see people play on public transport, yeah. and it's always the people that you least expect would be playing a game like that. They're playing Candy Crush, um, so very what they've managed to do very very impressive to kind of get the casual market into playing. Um, games and it's the kind of market where if you said to them you know you've been playing a game you've been playing it for hundreds of hours they'll be like no I'm not playing games yeah games look is, at the stats fuck you know exactly games <laughs> I should is see what, my kids you know my kids play <laughs> you know on the Xbox and on the headset and you know they're shouting Candy Crush oh that's not a game that's just like a puzzle yeah. thing brain teaser it's like no actually it's a game and you spent hundreds of pounds over the last five years playing Jeez. it um, so yeah I mean what, what they've done is um really really quite something so yeah there's 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 a lot with with apps there's 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 a lot but i think if you have a good idea and you run with it and kind of against what people say what people might think if you know you've got a good idea enjoy the process you've honestly got nothing to lose because at the end of the day you've built something no one can take that away from you and it's like a piece of artwork like mm. space box is now on version 1.5 1.6 so i had version one but i've iterated mm. gotten feedback oh i don't think this is really good on my ipad is fuzzy or whatever you get this feedback and you make it better right. so it's this constantly evolving piece of work okay. so i think people get hung up on creating the perfect app mm. version one Instagram, for example, when it first launched, it only had a couple of filters. There was no messaging. There was no video. There was no 
live. There was no shopping. It was, but it's become this thing, right. you know? Yeah, it evolves. Yeah, it evolves. So, you know, I think people just always are apprehensive because they want this perfect piece of um, software. But it shouldn't be like that. Just have fun. Yeah, it's like a kid. It's got to grow before yeah. it becomes an adult. Well, it's like, you know, it's like your journey as well. well You've got to like grow. Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, like with Apple, with the new with the iOS, every time they release one every year, how does that work with your app? Does, it, does that mean now you have to go away and like update it? Otherwise it won't be compatible with the new update. Exactly. That fucks you right off. I think, I think, <laughs> I think with, with, with Apple, they make it really, they make it really easy. So, they, and the same with Android, they'll release a beta version for mm. developers. So you can, so iOS 15 has just uh, released released last month. So in springtime, they would give developers access to iOS 15 so they can try out all the new cool features and build their app. So when iOS 15 launches, their apps get updated. So anyone with the latest iOS can unlock all the new features and they do that every single year. But I think it's good because it keeps you on your toes. Mm. You can't just make an app and just leave, leave it, it on the app store. You have to constantly think of ideas, get feedback, iterate, and ultimately just make better apps. So how much time do you spend per week doing this kind of stuff? Like, do you, I mean, obviously you've got your full-time job, yeah, but how yeah. much time do you work on the apps? Yeah, I think um, maybe a couple of hours a week. Um, I, I go through emails and correspondence, whether on social media or just email, from users and take that feedback. Like I read every single email. I take every single piece of feedback, critical, positive, back, and just try and create the the best piece of software and the best experience for the user, especially for one chance, because one chance, you only have one chance to play it. So I want to make sure that that one chance that the user plays it is a really, really good experience. Okay. And like, and um... so just to go, just to touch on that one chance, is that the reason why? Like, I remember when I first played One Chance, and um, there was like a bunch of different stuff to do. Yeah. And now there's only just math. Yeah. Is that the reason why that that, that is? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't even, I didn't even read. I thought, I thought I was like, it said 14 games on it. You need to change that. Yeah. Like it says 14 games. I was like, I've been betrayed. <laughs> So I, I, was like, I was like, look, so the so reason why you find the rest of it. Yeah, so we? the reason why there was only math stuff on it, like I, I tried it before, oh, and, and, I, and I flopped, and then. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So you fucked up all 13 other games and left me to do the maths one? Yeah. You're a dick. Um, wait, wait, what? I don't know. It's not fair. So that's what happened. So we're, we're one, but that's a great, that's Still um, play it, a though. great like little um, story because one chance it was 14 games and then that was it. But some of the feedback that I got from people was that they wanted to play some of these games over and over. So yeah. I included a unlimited version of the maths game. Right the anagram game and also yeah exactly so you have like jumbled up word and not only does it kind of get your brain ticking in the morning you know when you're having a coffee or something like that um you can also play it as much as you want so and people really enjoy it and i think for the word game the high score someone managed to solve you know 600 anagrams in Shit. you know an hour and Wait, what? That's one yeah. every ten seconds. Yeah. So and and there is a timer. So uh, there is a timer for thirty seconds for each word. Um, so yeah, like one chance, getting that feedback, listening to users, and then trying to make your app even better is just something that I always try and do as well. Okay. Good. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I don't know about you, man, but I've, I've run out of questions. 
I'm tired. I've got to go. I've got to go soon anyway because the missus is going to ask, start asking questions. Can you pass my phone actually? I just need to check. Ah, oh, bollocks. All right, well, <laughs> why is my life so hard? Is it because of my own choices? Um, I wanted to last one. I because I mean, like everyone loves a crazy. What's been the weirdest email you've received from the public? Oh, it's probably um, the weirdest email that I've. The one that made you being like. Should I stay awake for this? Or yeah, like... I think it was someone who got in touch about one chance and they said that they were going to be brief in the email and ended up sending like a two page email <laughs> talking about um, how they enjoyed the app, but how the game should be translated into German, oh. but just went on a bit of a rant. By the end was like, did they oh, start translating it for you in German? No, no. Oh. And the person was you know, composed the email in great English, said, I'm going to be brief, but wasn't brief. <laughs> and then at the end said, thank you for making the game. Enjoy the rest of your week. I was, just very, I was very puzzled because it was, it was, it was just really weird. Yeah. What's the long version? You should have emailed back and asked them. Um, can I have the, can I have the more, can I have the more in depth? Yeah. Version? Yeah. I really should have. I really should have. Details please, sir. Um, <laughs> I did reply and say, you know, I just thanked him for taking the time because it was a very comprehensive very detailed email. So that's the that's weirdest sweet, correspondence actually. that I've, 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 I've gotten. Um, yeah. Because in news, I just got told that I was a liar. And I was like, why would I lie about the council? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's a pond, mate. It's a pond. Thing, like, oh, when, lies. When you do, when you do stuff like creative like this, you do touch people because I'm, um, mm. Like obviously we Let's just not flatter ourselves, mate. I mean, we've we've basically had like two people. We we got oh we got added by um, an actor recently. Yeah, yeah. Quite, How about the, um, you, you, yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah, man. We're making a big soon. You say that, but we've got like <laughs> we've got like thousands of downloads, thousands of views. So like, yeah, we're not like we have we're doing some something. But, oh, yeah, cool. but I was referring to I was referring to like other stuff I do like my cooking channel. You, you, people reach out to you all the time and be like, oh, you really helped me do this and you really helped me do that. Your first like, one was the grilled cheese. How yeah. to make grilled cheese keto grilled cheese and it was my favorite thing i've ever watched it's like so beautifully cringy <laughs> <laughs> and that is keto cheese <laughs> but the thing is though you do that you, you great cheese there you have keto cheese a la you do little things like that and then you, you, put out, you put it out on the internet and it's people people you, you touch people somehow yeah. like no no and to you to you it might be just something small but to them is like you actually help yes. them figure out how to do something like for me obviously the cooking channel i, I, I help them figure out how to make a meal yeah so no. that yeah, just, no, you never no. know that. No, I, I think I, I think <laughs> I think you're you're completely right. And this this podcast, you know, is is testament to that fact as well. I think when people listen to it and you, you know they're inspired and they get enjoyment from mm. it, it mm. sets them up for the for for the day. And you might not know it because you might have hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundred thousands, millions of listeners. And a lot of people, they they absorb what you say yeah. and they just carry on with their yeah. life. And they don't, you know, they, they, they don't reach out to you. Just like you go into a shop and you buy something and you don't go to the, the company that sold it to you and say, say thank, oh, you, yeah. thank you for yeah. selling me this lemon. Yeah. Um, but the impact is huge. The impact yeah. is huge. And I, I think so. what, what, what you both are doing um, is great. And thank you so much for... Invite me to the to the podcast. I'm glad, I'm glad that you came. I'm glad yeah. that you. Yeah, said. otherwise no, it would be no, nice we, you talking about God knows. No, what. no, no, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm just really excited for the future. 
so, um, because it's it's so, sorry to kind of go off on a tangent, no, no, but it's, it's called off it's, point for a reason. Uh, yeah. It's it's just really genuine, and I think you know there's so much um, that is you know scripted, and so much that is you know by the book, and I think this is just really kind of genuine how you feel. Mm. You know, let's just have a conversation about stuff. Let's just have an open conversation and talk about stuff. That's really important. Mm. Um, so you, you you both are doing an amazing job. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank no, you. Not at all, mate. I mean, it's no. a pleasure to have you here. Okay, before cool. like before you get I'm out, I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay. I just want to. <laughs> no, 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 she's to, waiting at a station. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to ch- before you get out, I just wanted to check. Fuck, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> wanted to ask you, what's, like, what's a couple of pieces of advice you would give to anybody oh, come that, on. that wants to get into, <laughs> into coding? Um, First of all, somebody that might be wanting for a career change or just a little kid. Yeah, no, I think the, the first piece of advice that I would give to someone is to get stuck in. The internet is an incredible resource and just see if you like it, see if you enjoy it. Uh, I I don't doubt that you you won't, but just give it a try. Give it a try. There's loads of free tutorials online that you can that you can download and test. As long as you've got the internet, you can learn anything. Mm. You want to make a cube move from the left side of the screen to the right side while gradually going from pink to yellow in the process. You can learn how to do that. How long does it take to program that quickly? Uh, probably about ten seconds. Really. Um, yeah, I just thought it'd take hours. Oh no! I mean, if you're if you're just if you're just starting out, probably hours. But I can tell you now, it'll be the best couple of hours mm. because you start from nothing and then you've got something and you just want to show everyone this is what I can do. So, best piece of advice is get stuck in. Second piece of advice, something that I should have learnt to do way sooner is don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm. And there's no such thing as a silly question. There isn't. Honestly, mm. don't be afraid. And people are really nice. If you reach out to someone that you, you like their stuff, you know, a developer, reach out, send them an email. People like myself love to talk about themselves. So if you reach out to someone <laughs> and say, hey, you know, I've Ooh, got this fan. idea or whatever, people, people, you know, people are highly receptive. Mm. You know, it might take them a couple of days, if not weeks to get back to you, but nine times out of 10 people are, ask, yeah. yeah, it's a great community, I think. Get stuck in. As as a headliner, dive in, get stuck in, and enjoy the process. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Well, yeah, thank you very much for coming oh, on. Well, thanks for we coming. really appreciate you coming along. My pleasure. Thank um, you for having right. me. Should we do the uh, conclusion bit? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Off Point. Ian, thank you very much for listening. My name's Les Steed. I'm Mono White. And our guest is? Taiwo Omishore. Yeah. Well, we'll um, see you next episode. Bye. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.